Welcome back to what is what is so special about music anyways, the official podcast. I have to say I'm excited because we're talking about a lot of music on this podcast and I just have to thank everybody for their constant support because yesterday was the official one year marking of the What's So Special About Music Anyways podcast and for me that's really amazing because I started what you know this podcast about two years into the you know, what is what's so special about music anyway. So to think that this is ever changing, ever growing and still, you know, happening is really exciting to me. So thank you guys for your support. So today we're going to talk about four albums that I have reviewed on the official blog, but I'm going to chat about them all a little bit. So the first one I want to dive into is a Mr. Wives newest album, Super Bloom. Now you've heard me geek out about, you know, Dua Lipa, Lady Gaga this year, you know, the female energy that is happening. This album does not steer away from that in any way. Like, so, I am just pausing for dramatic effect, mainly because I'm a loss for words about how remarkable this album is. Uh, they decided to put out a record that is, I believe, 19 tracks long. And that is, as I've talked about, especially when I talked about the 1975's newest release, Risky. It is risky to put out an album that long because it can feel redundant, it, it can feel overdone, it can feel as if the band is just trying to put too much. Um, and that is not at all how this album feels. Every single selection from the start to the finish, which ironically starts with a track called The End, but I love a good irony moment. Every track feels like it belongs. Every track feels like it is a part of the sister, uh, you know, this like the sisterhood that is this album. I think that it is remarkable from start to finish. It has that Mr. Wives, you know, gloss on it. And, you know, listening to their previous stuff before this one was released, you can hear that they are bumping up the volume. They said, you like the brass? All right, let's throw more in. You like the bluesy grooves? Let's throw more in there. But there's such a nice juxtaposition throughout the entire work, and that's within each selection itself and when you listen to each track. Not one of them sounds the same. They all feel as if they they sprout from a different genre influence, um, the major ones being alt-pop, um, jazz, blues, things of that nature. Definitely an indie vibe for a lot of the tracks. Um, but it's really hard to sit down and articulate what you're hearing on this album because it's so different from track to track. You know, it's definitely alt-pop meets ska, but with a bluesy flair, and I think it's really remarkable. I think this album could stack up to be one of the best of the year. No, like, no doubt in my mind. It's, you know, the female energy keeps popping, and it's remarkable to see new albums coming out with that many tracks being that sensational. Like, I cannot stop listening to Super Bloom. That was me with Future Nostalgia, and then <laughs> Super Bloom came out, and I was like, oh, all right. And I just think everyone needs to give this a chance because I, there's every there's something for everybody on this record. Because, again, it's kind of like Dua's album where it's a dance album, but it's also a vibe album and a feel-good album. And it just really puts you in that grooving mood. And it also feels like a summary album, but an album that you could also probably listen to at any point in time, and it will make you feel good. And what, what more can you ask for, you know, from an album? Whew. 
All right, so the next three I'm not quite as passionate about, uh, but that one I would say definitely out of the four that I'll be speaking about is just it. Um, so the next album I'm going to dive into is, um, I believe, entitled Into the Raging Sea by Broadside. This is their third LP, and I would say, you know, when they started with their debut, um, when they had, like, the Coffee Talk era of Broadside, that was real punch in it, pop punk. And then they dialed it back and made it a little bit more poppy with still that edge and with their, um, I think it was like Paradise or something along those lines, a very summery vibe for that album. This album retains that same sound from their sophomore release. It takes us more into the vibe pop side with a little dash of aggression here and there. And I think there are some moments that really stick out. Uh, but I don't think the record is necessarily memorable. I think it is a shift that you can feel the artist is putting more of their emotions into it, and I really love and respect that. But I feel as if we are missing something at large when listening to the album from front to back. It just I feel like a piece of broadside is missing. I feel like a piece of... And it might be because that new sound has uh, retired the old one, which isn't a bad thing. I just think that if you have been a fan since the beginning, something feels not quite right. But that doesn't mean that the record isn't rock solid. It doesn't mean that it's not worth the listen, because it is. I just worry that in the mass of music that's coming out nowadays, I worry that this one will get lost in translation because, you know, it's not as ear-popping. And in that same breath, a little bit, Neon Trees, um, the next record we're going to talk about, Neon Trees, put out their uh, newest album. Um, I think it's Believe I Can Feel You Forgetting Me. This is pretty major because Neon Trees has not put out a full-length album in six years. So when there was word of this new album, I mean, I was even like, okay, Neon Trees, let's see what they're going to bring in. There are some really stellar tracks. Um, there are a few that just really scream elevated neon trees wow like everybody talks meets 2020 and that is awesome um those it's like um those moments i'm like sign me up but the rest of the, and there's only a few of those maybe like three or four tracks that really feel that way but then the rest of the album feels the same it feels very stagnant i feel like i'm listening to the same track over and over again with different words and it follows a similar template very much uh similar of the neck deep template that i kind of explained in my live reactions and it breaks my heart a little bit because if they would have followed the breakout mold of the three to four tracks that really just hit home then they could have had a competitive top-notch summer vibe dance your heart out album and again, kind of like Broadsides, like, because Broadside had a few shining moments in their album as well. The rest of it just seems forgettable. And it's unfortunate because this is their comeback album. You know, they haven't, they didn't go on hiatus. They didn't, as far as I know, they didn't, you know, retire or whatnot. But they have not put out new music. So this was their time to come back swinging. And they did for like a fourth of the album. And I feel like when you haven't put out something in six years, you should go for a bigger majority, <laughs> which is a little harsh maybe, but it's, I was expecting more listening to it because I would be engaged and then unimpressed and then engaged and then back at it. Luckily, the way that they structure the album, those punching moments are spread out. 
So that way they re-get the listener's attention later through if you're listening from front to back, as one should. But I don't know. It's a little bittersweet, I think, in general. Uh, but the last album I'm going to talk about is the new album, I believe the sophomore album from Sand Atlantic, entitled Pink Elephant. Um, something that was impressive to me about this has nothing to do with the music at the initial glance is the album artwork is so pop art like Andy Warhol and it strikes you and makes you want to listen. Definitely an elevated version of their pre or their debut album. So I was excited to dive in and see what they had uh, you know, conjured up. And I would say the same thing from Broadside and, ne um, and Neon Trees. Uh, there are a few songs that are really awesome, and then the rest feel very generic. And that's because, and the, but here's the difference between the Stan Atlantic album. It is so different from track to track, and so different from their char like characteristic sound, while also sounding just like their previous album. It's, it's a weird uh theory to even really process even as i'm saying it to you right now it's everything sounds so similar and so different and there are so many um juxtapositions and contrasts and shifts that i love i think music and albums need contrast they need something to lighten the air they need something to pack the air that needs something to make it um divergent and different but this one the shifts just didn't feel authentic they didn't they felt forced and they felt a little bit odd how they felt in translation and i think if the band would have taken a step back to really listen to how those transitions and different inclusions would have meshed together i think it would have been more successful on the whole uh, in general i think it falls in the same category as the previous two i think there are moments that work and there are moments that don't is it not worth the listen? No, I, I think people should listen to it. I think it's worth the shot, and I think people will resonate with the album well. But I, for me, personally, it's something that's not memorable. And when you already have such strong female you know, representation throughout this year, it's really hard for me to be engaged when there's already been these top-notch albums like Superbloom coming out. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say things like that because... And you can, with all three of those albums, aside from Super Bloom, you can hear the passion and the emotion in the tracks. You can hear that the artist really wanted to say something with these moments. But there are instances of great success and, you know, versatility and divergence, innovation. But there's also many instances of forget, like, just being forgetful and... That's really hard to be you nowadays. So with that, I know that was a lot of information, a lot of me talking about a lot of music, but those are my favorite episodes when I get to talk to you guys about a lot of different artists. So um, there's going to be a little bit of a law for a week or two, but then, you know, the music scene's picking back up. Everybody's starting to release albums into late August, into September and onward. So I'm excited to be talking about those. Uh, please let me know if there's anything specifically you want me to talk about or if you want me to do another live reaction. I'm always down. And as always, until next time.